Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is always the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Vince McMahon's voice of reason, Scott, as well as the best book machine, Mr. Zach. We are coming to you from Above the Ring, Ship It Studios' premier wrestling podcast covering all things from AEW to WWE worldwide. Coming to you Monday morning, well, Sunday night. Eh, no, it is Monday morning, Turner time. <laughs> we are coming fresh off of AEW's Revolution pay-per-view from 2022. We got quite a bit to unpack here. Um, yeah, let's get, let's get right into it. So I know somebody who happens to be in the middle of my screen is feeling pretty good after this pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, with a nice shiny record of 11 and one tonight. I pick up my fourth point in the Shipman Studios Heavyweight Championship Tournament. God, it feels good. good. Feels good. As I said, I'm hoping that Mario Kart rule, Mario Party rule is going to implemented. <laughs> Bonus stars at the end. That's right. And it's not even Zach. It's like Goomba. It's like, what? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the record as, as we go, I finished with 11 and 1. The only one I got wrong, well, we'll talk about that when we get there. Mr. Zach actually came in second at 10 and 2. Actually Sam. came in second. Came in second. I was, I was I was doing the records. I was like, "Holy shit!" He came in second. That's great. Sam finishing at it. nine and three and third, and actually the Riddler finishing in last, eight and four. That's why he's not here. He was devastated. Yeah. <laughs> or he was the only loser smart leaves. one who went to bed. There's a loser leaves competition tonight. <laughs> But yeah, this was a pretty solid card. You know, there was some, there was some. I don't want to say lows on this card, but um, there were some definitely moments where card was paced a little weird. I think at times, you know, there were a, a few handful of matches that were just like bangers, and then it was like the crowd was like, "Hold a second, we need to catch a smoke break, smoke break, smoke break, smoke break." Yo, know, <laughs> um, but most for the most part, the whole card was was pretty solid across the board. Um, we'll start with the pre-show. Um, I'm glad that we got three matches out of the way in the pre-show. Yes. Oh, um, God. Yeah, so we kicked it off with the legit Layla Hirsch and Chris Statler in match with legit Layla Hirsch getting the win here. Um, this was, this was not bad. There was, uh, this one seemed a little botchy at times, but I'm not going to complain. It wasn't something overly bad, you know, really bad. Right. This is a good win for Layla. I should have picked her. Mm. <laughs> she came out in those Russian colors. I knew it was over. I know. A true heel move tonight. A lot of people were not very happy about that, by the way. Leaning into and, it. And, which, is, which is funny because it's something she's always done. That's very It's not true. like she never wears the Russian colors. Right. So... I don't know why they got all pissy. Should pay attention a little more, folks. <laughs> um, I, mean, I think if this, I'm not mistaken, she's what number two contender now yes. in line. Uh, I believe I saw that. I think they did it during the show. It'll be her and um, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. The winner, will, the winner will take on Britt at what was it? St. Patrick's. They yeah, smash. Thank you. I know. I keep forgetting they have a thousand of these. Whatever it's called. Super shows, just like NXT does. 
Uh, following that, we had what we I think we called the free space on the bingo board. <laughs> Hook taking on QT Marshall with Hook getting the win by submission. This match actually was better than I thought it would be. And not, not because, you know, uh, Hook is good, and QT can be hit or miss sometimes. But QT was on his game for this match, and I could have taken a longer bout here from mm. these two. Well, it was by far Hook's longest match already. But, yeah, it was, it was real solid work. Yeah. I don't know what they did, and I know you guys pretty much said, oh, he has a son, but he just doesn't look bad. I can't. You know, people argued when Jade came over, Jade was bad. Jade wasn't great. She was all right. But, like, Hook, it's just, like, off the bat. And he's only... Uh, when his music kicked, that's exactly... That was, like... That felt like a mania entrance right there. Yeah, I... Like, the way the crowd came... Like, the yeah. way the crowd, like, exploded. Everything about his entrance, the way he just enters the ring, the the, the straight disrespect for his opponents, it's just... It's so simplistic, but it's so, so good at the same time. <laughs> He's got so much swag. It, it works for him. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> All I can think about is the Sopranos every time his theme song kicks in. <laughs> you know, that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, we had the longest match. This one clocking in over 17. House of Black taking on defeating Death Triangle with Eric Redbeard. Mm. So, I know this was the last minute ad, and we didn't get to do this one on the pre-show or the go-home show. Um, and I still went with, with House of Black. But even at that moment when they brought in Eric Redbeard, we were talking about it. I had I really sat down. I'm like, we have two new faces. Mm-hmm joining this company in wrestling. I love, I think we lucked out with picking house of black. I don't want to say that. I think it made a logical moves logical, but, um, which each side having a new wrestler on their, t on their side, definitely, uh, made it quite interesting. Yeah. And, uh, Eric Redbeard is so over, um, uh, <laughs> uh, the crowd just was, insane for him and every time he hit a big move the crowd just blew up and this was this was a war and i thoroughly enjoyed it and and that was for free too that that's the crazy thing it was like an it was like an extra episode of rampage before the pay-per-view free 99 right it was, I, was, I was most impressed with the two the two big guys i thought were spectacular in this one eric redbeard and brody king they were going at it, or just Redbeard looking like a beast taking on everybody else at once. Um, I thought the big guys stood out in this one. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I thought it was great. There was a lot. I'm glad the House of Black got over. I think Scott, did you text it to me? Matt, was it you? Somebody texted me. Imagine the six of these guys. Yes, all together yeah, I said in the group faction. chat during, during this match. I said, yeah, imagine all six yeah. of these guys being one faction. Oh, God, help us all. <laughs> I kind of want to know. Sarah Miedo. <laughs> right? I, so when he came out, and what was his name? Penta. 
Oscura? Oscuro, yeah. Does that sound right? Yep. I looked at – I was at my friend John Lipinski's house. I looked at him and I go, what is he? The John? Is he like John Morrison right now? Like every time he – like every six months he's going to change his last name? <laughs> well, if I remember correctly, I think it's kind of a playoff of Pentagon Dark that he had in, in Lucha Underground. Um, I know you haven't gotten that far yet, Sam, but <laughs> I know, Scott. I know. But no, yeah, it was. I, I like this. I always like the dark side of him. Um, and Alex, my God, I love how he's completely dove in. Like today, he was he was Darth Maul. Like <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Yeah, now this is a good uh, good lead into the uh, the pay per view itself. Which, by the way, they kicked it off with Hattie Kingston and Chris Jericho. What a fucking brawl! Right? Oh my god! The chop battle between those two—it hurt me. I felt it through the screen. Right? My god! There were a couple matches tonight that felt more like a brawl than a than a match, and this one was just. I, I thought that opening suplex that Eddie did, I thought it really fucked with uh, Chris Jericho off the bat. I thought he was going to take it right then and there. Like, we've got to have ourselves a squash, su- squash surprise match. Mm-hmm. And I that would have been insane, too. Um, but, yeah, that was definitely, a, definitely one hell of a way to start off the match. Yeah, yeah, and to add to it, at the end of it all, we had Eddie Kingston go up to Chris Jericho. He's like, oh, you said you're going to shake my hand. He made him submit, and then Chris Jericho refused to. So not only did Jericho lose, he's going back on his word. So that makes me believe that we're about to get Chris Jericho to go back to being a heel. Yep. Yeah, I, I fully, yeah, I fully endorse that. It also probably means that this feud between the two of them isn't over. So that makes life even better. <laughs> Jericho's starting to play that up more of a heel persona during the match. He was flipping off the crowd. The crowd was leaning more pro Eddie and Jericho was acting all pissed off. So you could see him start to turn that way and refusing the handshake. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to see what the fallout's going to be from this on Wednesday and Friday. Uh, following that, again, they started this card off strong. Um, also, quickly looking at this before we go in to go go further, only three of these matches clocked in under ten minutes. Wow! And two wow. of them clocked in over twenty five. So net. Next up, we had uh, the tag title match, which was almost 20 minutes long itself. Uh, this. Uh, I don't really know what to say here. Like, this is exactly what I expected from this tag team match. I mean, we've already seen what the Young Bucks can do in this company. Yep. We already know what Jurassic Express you know, is capable of. And now you throw in Red Dragon. And Red Dragon. Show in this match that they belong here. Yep. If this proved anything, they belong in this company. And what I thought would happen happened. 
you have the Bucks and Red Dragon start fighting with one another, and I'm like, here it is, here it comes, and then all of a sudden, Jurassic Express gets that dub, holds on to the titles. That's the main reason why I picked them, because I'm just like, this is going to fall apart. I just have this feeling it's going to fall apart. And I really thought the Bucks had it at one point, and oh they should have had it. And when one of the Jacksons, they were both in the ring, they had somebody down, and they, they didn't throw. They left, who was, was O'Reilly or, or Fish maybe, was still like lying in the ring, and the other Jackson just goes running off instead of throwing the guy out of the ring and just letting right. him break up the pin. Um, yeah, I should have picked Jurassic Express, but... I I thought there was uh I thought I wanted to pick at least one title change in it tonight and that didn't happen. I thought that was kind of weird no title changes on such a big card. Um I thought this could have been the one. Mm, that's true. Well, that only means that at double or nothing, I have a <laughs> feeling we're going to be seeing quite a few of them. All the title changes, all of them. That would be a good show to be at. Yeah, imagine right. being at that show, Scott. <laughs> Couldn't imagine it at all. Nope. Couldn't. Nope. And then, okay, so following that, we now have the Face of the Revolution ladder match with Wardlow getting the win over Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hob, Ricky Starks, and Christian Cades. Now, I will defend my idea about Keith Lee saying that I was go- I was going actually off of the Ruby Soho route here. That's what I was thinking. He would have won it and got it. I still think he would have been a great win. But Wardlow, I think it was Zach. Was it you? The whole MJF loses, Wardlow wins. Yeah. And he's like, well, in your contract, I mean, you're supposed to give that to me, et cetera, et cetera. We'll talk about that match later, but. Um, I'm not upset with this match at all. I'm not upset with the outcome. I'm, there were so many great spots in this. Mm. Everyone looked incredible. And as much as Orange Cassidy at times looked like, oh, they got a skinny little, you know, throw rug in here. Some of his, his he had some of the best spots here. His stuff like, was hilarious. <laughs> between Keith Lee and Wardlow holding up the ladder, him in between it, and just you know, <laughs> him just, finding weird ways to almost. Like climb yeah. on top of people on top of ladders and getting to the <laughs> to the donut. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, My favorite, I think, was the the Ricky Stark spear through the ladder. That was pretty insane. That was sick. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was good. Um. Then we had that spot where Wardlow pushed both Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs in front of the announcer table onto the floor. And I knew as soon as they um, hit the floor, I'm like, well, it's nap time for them. They are done for this match. <laughs> there was also a hint when Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks were both the only two in the ring mm. going up the ladder. So uh, Taz, as you could tell, he was all nervous up at commentary. <laughs> He's like, it's every yeah. man for himself. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was, this was, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this is exactly, uh, not gonna lie, I think these battle royales and these ladder matches for like title shots are some of my favorite matches every pay per view. Mm. And this one was no no short of like entertaining. Very happily happy that Wardlow won. 
Yes. Yeah, his his meteoric rise continues, and I love to see it. He's gonna it, he's gonna have a stupid summer. I'm oh telling you God, right yes. now, it's gonna be the summer of Wardlow, the summer of war. But I don't think that's appropriate right ooh, now, ooh, the way no, the world is. No. So we'll go with summer of Wardlow. <laughs> uh, so following that, we have the TBS Championship match: Jade Cargill taking on. And retaining against Ty Conti. Um, this is uh, one of those matches. I mean, this match wasn't bad. Um, this is one of those matches I feel like after those first three, the whole crowd was like, I get smoke break. Everyone needed a break after the first first three. So crowd didn't seem too engaged. But, I mean, this match it might be one of Jade's best matches, if you want my honest opinion. Yep. No, definitely agree. Um, I think the winner of this whole match was uh, Jade's outfit. Just yes, that was seeing her walk out with that. I was like, you know, I'm surprised it took this long for her to pull that off, but she pulled it off nicely. Yeah, the whole match was great. I loved how Ty went with the. I want to say maybe Viking kind of war paint a little bit, so that that was pretty cool. So yeah, the whole match was the whole match was good. I enjoyed it, but yeah. Jade's, what, 29 and 0 now? She's going to run it up to at least, I would probably say, at least 40, maybe even 50, before she finally loses to somebody. I don't know who that's going to be, but it's nice to see her continue to run through people. It'll take a lot. I was surprised also how how involved Anna Jay got in the match. She smacked Jade with a steel chair after Jade kicked Anna, whatever, for basically no reason. So that's, that's why true. she got involved, I guess, but that is a little surprise. Took a steel chair to Jade. Right. Not going to lie though. If, if Ty would have won after that, I would have been okay with that. Perfectly fine. Like, right. Oh, Jade, you, you got involved and you attacked Anna. So it's only, it's only fair. <laughs> yep. It is. It is. So one crazy thing I'm looking at here while we're uh, going through the matches, like I said, there's, the next match is the CM Punk and MJF dog holler match. Um, there are four matches on this card that have the same exact time between the two of them. So going off of what Wikipedia is telling me, the six-man tag match from the pre-show and the ladder match are both at 17 minutes, 20 seconds. The dog holler match and then the title match were both 25 minutes, 45 seconds. Huh fascinating on that right but um yeah so let's let's get right into the the dog collar match here this this match was uh, again i i don't really know what to say here because this is exactly what i expected i love the mind games with the themes and literally hearing cm punk's roh theme again like, it took me a while. To, and then all of a sudden, like, when it got to, like, the ba- uh, like the, the chorus part of it, I was just like, wait, I know this song. And I checked, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's ROH. <laughs> Chills. I was just like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a fantastic callback. And just the match itself was just utter brutality. I didn't expect CM Punk to get that bloody again, but he did. That quickly. 
<laughs> really early on. He must just um, be a bleeder. It just gushes out of there. Just look at him the wrong way and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, this was... There's a lot of great moments here. Um, there were definitely moments where you thought both of them might have had it. A lot of cool uses of the dog collar, of the chain. Mm-hmm. Wrapping around yeah, his right, yeah. elbow, around different body parts, wrapping around the ring post to get leverage and yank him back in the corner. There was the one where CM Punky wrapped around his leg, went to go put the knee in MJF's face and right into the stairs. Yep. Um, but the end of this match is, I think, uh, again, integral. Where MJF calls out Wardlow for the ring, and Wardlow comes out looking for the ring. Oh, I must have misplaced it. <laughs> um, always happens at weddings, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then Warlow gives the ring to CM Punk like that. <laughs> what a moment! His reaction, he's just like, Oh, yeah, it's in this. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> just turns around, fixes his jacket, and just walks up the ramp. I'm just like, God bless you, sir. Let's go. <laughs> CM Punk got the win here. I'm not upset. Again, this was another one I lost, but I was like, well, if if we're getting the M- MJF Wardlow feud now, I'll take it. Yes, please. We we might get that at double or nothing, Sam. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I think it's coming. I think it's absolutely coming. It'll mm-hmm. be here before we know it. Yeah, it's picked a good um, one. But yeah, like that's what we were talking about. The dynamite before this. MJF was telling Wardlow he was changing his mind and he was going to let him keep his title shot if he won the ladder match because he knew he wasn't going to win. So now Wardlow has won the title shot and MJF lost the match and Wardlow turned on him. So I cannot wait to see that fallout. Yeah. Yeah. This next dynamite is going to be ridiculous. Dynamite? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, am I tired? Ah. <laughs> so, up next, we had Dr. Britt Baker taking on Thunder Rosa for the women's title and retaining. I want to point out, because I thought I might have missed something because there are days I spend more time on my phone, but she walked out with a new title. Yes. Yeah, the uh, the new... AEW Women's Championship looks a lot better now. I like that it's bigger than this one. Than the tiny one, yes. Um, it also kind of reminded me of um, another uh, Lucha Underground title. Um, of course, now now that I think of it, I can't remember the damn name of it. But um, yeah, it looks a little similar. Uh, oh, gift the gift of the gods championship, which was kind of like their intercontinental title, um, but just the shape of of the women's plates, it kind of reminded me of that. So I thought that was a, I thought that was pretty interesting, but it's a much better looking title. So, and now Britt gets to have that for a little longer, as she should. <laughs> You know, like we said, I think she, she she needs to have this for a bit. Yep. 
This was one of those matches the crowd did not really seem into very much. Yeah, they seemed very tired at this point. Well, this is what I'm. This is kind of what I was saying. Like the two, the way the two women's matches fell. Like the TBS title match came after, you know, the Kingston Jericho the tag match and then the ladder match. Mm-hmm. This came after the CM Punk match. So this is where I was like, you know, there weren't bad matches. I don't think by any means. No. Yeah. But it was like the way they were placed. Again, it's like Jericho and Triple H going after Hogan and Rock. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, you, you know what's gonna happen. You know, it's gonna. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be dead after that. Yep. So following that, and I'm gonna we're gonna talk about a couple other things here, um, associated and not associated with this match. Um, we had Moxley and Danielson with Moxley getting the win via pinfall. The pin looked a little weird, I will say. If you go back and watch it, almost looks like Moxley's shoulders aren't being covered. Mm. Almost. Um, but this is exactly what we talked about. With it going to be a brawl and a technician, a brawler and a technician going going at it. Th- this match made my chest hurt, <laughs> and just the kicks and ev- just everything. It was just, it was, yeah, it was what I hoped for. Um, the one thing that I will definitely gripe about is the obvious passing of the blade. It's like, God damn it, guys. <laughs> if you're gonna I looked blade, away. That's one thing. But if you're going to blade and, the, and, like, see you do it and then go hand it to the ref, it's like, come on. <laughs> it, it's funny because I was on a little delay. So I'm sitting there watching it. And my phone goes off, and it's you. And I look down, and I'm reading. What is he talking about? And by the by, the time that text came through, and me looking back up on the TV, it happened. So I (laughs) (laughs) I I saved you from seeing it, Sam. Need me need me to be the shining glimmer of hope for this uh, this company. And they got to they got to work on that. Coordinate that with the camera people. Maybe, um, maybe don't shoot this when they're passing the blade. This is when they're going to be doing this. Maybe right. cut to something else. Yeah, little things. You know, got to figure that out. But this match was definitely brutal and awesome, like we hoped it would be. And they both bled together. It was nice. Yep. Yep. Now, the end of this, we almost had. A similar ending to Kingston and uh, Jericho. Mm-hmm. You know, except these two decided that the match wasn't over. I know. Until we had some, you know, everyone come out, including a Mr. And I know Scott absolutely nut when he saw this. <laughs> uh, you saw Mr. William Regal walking down the ramp. I could just hear the crowd. On like my right, just like get louder and louder, and then as more people saw, it just gets going. I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" And then the camera pans over, and I'm like, "Holy fuck, it's Regal!" (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't type fast enough. I was just freaking out. Yeah, William Regal's been one of my absolute favorite on-air personalities. And wrestlers since I started watching wrestling. Um, and the fact that 
he's not only here in AEW, he's involved now with both Moxley and Danielson. And if he's going to manage the two of them and be a part of that group, oh, dear Lord, all I need now is Cesaro or Claudio and Samoa Joe to show up. So I just want to hear Samoa Joe go one more time and just imagine the four of them, the four of them, also equal to the amount of victories I have. The four of them. All right. That's unnecessary. <laughs> Be one faction and just dominate everything. Hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. Let me, let me, let me, let's, let's, let me fantasy book here. Let me, let me make your heart stop for a minute. No, okay, don't do that. Don't kill me. <laughs> so I do, I, I don't know if these two need a manager, but I don't know why he, I, I need to know why he's involved, but let's think about this. Mm. They want new talent to work with, okay? Yep. You now have a man who was the general manager of potentially WWE's best show for five years. Yep. Now, at the same time this little charade's going on, Mr. Tony Khan just bought Ring of Honor. Yep. Yep. I don't know. It sounds like Ring of Honor might need a GM. Maybe. It might need trainers for new talent. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a good, a uh, good little book and decision. Yeah. Oh, I'm just throwing ideas out there. I'm just a little man at five two, watching wrestling. Little man with big dreams. I love it. But I, I, I do want to jump back because I know we missed this point. So I believe before this, we had a new signing, which yeah. I have Scott and I lost our minds about. We had. Shane Swerve Strickland. Mm-hmm. Sign. That's a big that's a big pickup for them. Um maybe not right away for like the heavyweight title, but this man has future TNT champion written all over him much sooner rather than later. And you know what I'm expecting out of this? Oh yes. You know exactly what I want out of this now. Oh, yes. Um, what? <laughs> there's rumors, and I know we don't normally like to talk about rumors, but there are rumors that Hit Row from NXT, which now go by Hit Makers, um, want to feud with the Acclaimed. So just imagine what? those promo battles. So Zach, yeah, he was in. Uh, he was leading the faction Hit Row over in NXT, and they—I forgot the other members on it, but they were all—they came out of nowhere. I mean, he was Isaiah Swerve Scott, and he was still wrestling for a bit. But the other three talent that they had came out of nowhere, and it just like it came together so quickly, and it was like this. This is a thing that I need. Yep. So. Then naturally they went to the main roster and they didn't know what to do with them, so they all got released within a, like a matter of like three months, and it was sad. Yeah. So, mm. I'm mouth breathing now thinking about that. <laughs> Heavy breathing. <laughs> Can't have a um, AEW pay per view without multiple debuts and surprises. That is very true. That is very true. <laughs> well. 
I do like how they kept it to a minimum. So you had one signee. Eric Redbeard technically isn't even signed with the company. True. He's just wrestling for this pay-per-view. Um, Swerve is the only one that signed. Um, and I feel a lot better knowing that they have Ring of Honor that they're going to use. Right. Because Ring of Honor, like, they can be a touring developmental product. Like, they pretty much, I mean, I don't want to say that they've always been, but, I mean, that's where a lot of that, that talent hone their craft. Yep. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. <sighs> Um, also, we forgot to mention our favorite uh, personality came out at the pre-show. Good old Don Callis. Oh, my God. <clears throat> we came out to Kenny Omega's music. And we didn't... We had just talked about this, I believe, on the pre-show. Uh, that I think it might have been Riddler talking about maybe having Omega come back. And I was like, nah, it's not going to be... It's, he's still injured. He's going to be gone for for like the rest of the year. And then the music hits... And I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to have to apologize right now. And I started typing, and then I saw Catalyst come out, and I'm just like, nope, erase. <laughs> <laughs> he planted that little seed in your head. He was probably in on it with Callus. I, I hate him. I hate him for it. Goddamn Callus. <sighs> oh, he's so good. He's I so know. good sitting there staying at the fans fault that he's going to be out for as long as he is and yeah. da -da. I'm like oh, you're so evil but you're so that was a good yeah poetic love him can you imagine him and Heyman on the same show god whoa the promos between those two my god I know. sorry I had to throw that out in the universe mm. so everyone can think about it right let it stew Enjoy it. <sighs> Following that, we had the six-man tag tornado match between Darby, Sammy, and Sting, taking on defeat in the Hardy family office, sealing Scott's victory in this whole pay-per-view. Um, this one, I think I walked away from the TV at one point because my phone was dying. So I missed the <laughs> chunks of it, but I did see the ECW Sting <laughs> Uh, table spot. I tweeted that. I'm like, yeah, that's an ECW table spot if I've ever seen one. Oh my god, the man is 62 years old and he's flying 62. through eight tables to take out Andrade. Like mean, seriously, <laughs> this match was so much more than what I was expecting out of it. It got so insane. I was not expecting that much from this. It was actually pretty freaking awesome, especially because it was placed between Moxley and Danielson and the championship match. Mm. Thought it would be more one of those letdown matches, but no, it was freaking nuts. I had forgotten that it was a tornado tag match, so when they all start brawling and the ref's not doing anything, I'm just like, what the hell's going on? Like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's a tornado tag match. They're just going to go insane, and insanely did. They certainly went there. Freaking, what was it, Sammy and... Um, Isaiah with the uh, Spanish fly through the table off of the rant. Uh, no, off of the. What was I don't it? know what it was they were on. Yeah, like it was like an extended, like raised part of the ramp on through two tables and just. 
I thought they were going to miss the tables at one point, and I was like, oh, God, this could end so poorly, but they caught the second table. I was like, <sighs> yeah, they missed the one table. Yeah. That's why you set up two. That's right. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, now I think about it, there were borderline three hardcore matches, if you want to break them down, this, this pay-per-view, between the ladder match, dog collar match, and this match. Like, And like, like you said, Zach, this one was close to the end. So it's I don't I can't really recall the last time like a hardcore match like this was this close to the end that wasn't the main event right excuse me but I mean the crowd ate it up I <laughs> ate it up it certainly woke them up yeah and they kept that energy the rest of the day or the rest of the night because yeah that's where they got their second wind yeah um. And last but not least, we have the title match, the Battle of the Atoms, with <laughs> Hangman Page getting the win. However, there was one point I there was one or two points I actually thought that Cole was walking away with that title. Yeah, when uh, Red Dragon came down, I was like, okay, I I kind of expected this, but where are the Bucks? I expected the box stalls will show up, and then if they would have, I pretty, I, I think that Cole would have taken it then. Um, but with them not showing up, and the just the insanity of Adam Page in this match, it, yeah, maybe that'll come up because Dark Order came out and they outnumbered Red Dragon. So maybe Adam Cole and Red Dragon's like, where the hell were you guys when Dark Order was out here? Mm. Also, remember what Don Callis said. Adam Cole is doing a good job. He will make a solid interim champion. Yeah, the trans- as soon as I heard the transitional champion, I was just like, Callis, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so, Plant those seeds, sir. <laughs> the amount of knees, Panama Sunrises, um, clotheslines, just... It took a lot. Mm. Cole would have won was, if he just a... dropped that knee pad the first time. Yep. I, I 100% agree with you on that. The fact that he just wanted to keep going and left the padding was just enough for Adam Page to pop his shoulder up at the last minute. Yeah, there were, like, like I said, there were a handful of times. I think there was like a good two, three minutes where Adam Cole kept going, and I'm like, nope, that's it. That's it. That's it. Nope, he kept popping up. And Adam Cole got the win. Boom. And he shook Cole's hand. At, well, I don't want to say he shook it, but he grabbed his hand and... He didn't... Yeah, did yeah. Cole didn't fish. willingly do it. No, no. Yeah. Cole was, like, passed out until after the handshake, and then all of a sudden you see him start lifting his head a little bit. <laughs> it was just, like... just just fantastic acting. And, well... Now he gets to, you know, have his teeth checked out by the doctor just to make sure that she, you know, everything looks good. No loose chiclets or anything. Yeah, what the fuck was that that flew out of his mouth? I would assume it's spit. I hope it's not teeth because there were super kicks flying everywhere in this match. <laughs> yeah, but that was a big, that'd be a big wad of spit to go. Yeah. Piece of gum. Also true. It was nuts, yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, so um, I was actually glad, not in like a bad way, but I was glad that they didn't do any surprises at the end of this match. I'm just glad, like, you know, that's how we're going to end it. That's how it is. Kaput. We'll see on Wednesday. That was a good solid end to this pay-per-view. Now we wait for the fallout, and then we have double or nothing in two months. Mm. Three months, two months, two and a half months. I hope I'm mathing right now. You are. One o'clock in the morning. I know. <laughs> um, any final thoughts before we get off of here, guys? I think we had a pretty good, uh, solid pay-per-view, in my opinion. I agree, yeah. Um, it had a whole lot of hype, and I think that it did a good job of... I was highly entertained this entire show. I really didn't have a... A down point. I was barely on my phone other than texting with all of us in the group chat. Um, yeah, it, it fully had my attention. So it was it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Yeah, for me, Wardlow was the big winner, obviously winning the ladder match and also going as far as completely turning on MJF, helping CM Punk win that match. So big night for Wardlow. Um and like I said, I was just kind of surprised there were no title changes, but I guess I guess I don't really mind that because all the matches were really good. Hmm. Yeah, I would it, it, now now you bring that up. I th- I'm thinking I think most of the people with their titles are probably in the middle, if not at the end of their title runs. So I'm thinking double or nothing. You're going to see a few of these change. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah, no, thinking about it, like you said, now you, you are right. A lot of these champions have been champions for a while now. And, yeah, we just need to find that, that next challenger that's going to hold on to that title for a while and keep keep running with it. So we'll see. There's only one person I think who should be champion, and it's Don Housen. <laughs> he did make an appearance tonight. He did. He did during the uh, <laughs> the Face of the Revolution match. Cursing, uh, who was it? Um, Ricky. He cursed Ricky, and I don't know. It was, he cursed two people, and it caused Wardlow to win. Because as as we're talking I now, Wardlow I, I was. Te- hmm? I thought Wardlow was the other one in the ring when Danhausen showed up. Maybe. So I was like, yeah, I hope he didn't c- curse Wardlow, but maybe, maybe someone else was in there. Maybe he's immune to curses because he ended up winning the match. So, <laughs> yeah, Denhausen would be a very nice yet e- very evil champion. It's true. Yeah, as the saying goes. But <laughs> guys, um, let us know your thoughts on this pay per view. Um, I'm glad that we got to do this like ASAP. Not really ASAP. It's like one one fifteen in the morning. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring and Ship It Studios. Please like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review on all your streaming platforms. Um, on that comment, tell people why Above the Ring and Ship It Studios is the podcast of your choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Thank you so much, guys. This has been the AEW Revolution post show. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. And also, Zach, thank you so much for being on this show tonight as well. Yeah, it was fun. I, I can be a, a gracious loser, losing our picks competition, but I I was still actually pretty wired, even though it's late. So it's it's good to just talk about all these feelings after a p- big pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> now tell us about your mother. <laughs>
That's what your childhood. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> All right, not guys, we go there with you. you. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's you know, we have a few more sessions before we can get to that part. Uh, so, guys, thank you again so much for listening. As Sam says, don't forget to ship it and make sure you join the bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.